Good Seattle afternoon. Welcome to another exciting time of the podcast with no name. Hello, everybody. How is everything going? Rainy. It is rainy day. It's a normal Seattle weather uh, here, uh, and it's... uh, Quite overcast, and I enjoy it. Yes, we have the. Uh, I think that uh, Pantone is making a shade uh, called uh, Pacific Northwest Gray. Yeah, that's one of my favorite words. Is Pantone? Pantone. It just sounds like a really cool animal. If you look to your left, you'll find a Pantone tiger. What color is it? Pantone. <laughs> is it a pied tiger? It's a pied tiger. It's a Pantone Pied Tiger. Say that five times fast. That five times fast. Tune in for next episode where we're going to do tongue twisters. Hey. Done. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yes, we'll do tongue twisters. Absolutely. Or next episode we'll just uh, seriously just talk about uh, mimes for a while. It'll be a very silent episode. Right now you can't can't hear this, guys, but he's uh, actually giving me a monologue about mimes. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm glad audience couldn't hear that because that's yes. depressing. I know, right? Doggone. Well, welcome all. This is going to be a fun episode, I think. Yeah, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. It's where we get to uh, tear things apart. Like discombobulate? Mm, deconstruct, really. I just wanted to use that word. Discombobulate. See, yes. Mom, I know big words. Acetosalicylic acid. I know two big words. What is that? Uh, aspirin? Yeah. <laughs> or Tylenol? Pretty much. Same yeah. thing, yeah. Yes. Well, I think, uh, you know, it's... Boy, I, I lost my train of thought. There, see, right. I am discombobulated. There we go. I got to actually... This, this is a good thing, a good uh, moment to <laughs> let the kids know drugs are bad. <laughs> and if you do drugs, you will lose your mind. Drugs are bad, okay? But what no one was trying to say was... And you were going to tell yet me. again, drugs are oh. bad. <laughs> Don't share drugs with your friends, folks. Yeah. Hey, by the way, thanks for that solo assignment. Happened. What was the... Uh, Remember, it's just oregano. Yeah, it's I just promise. A, it's just oh. a bag of oregano. Oh, my gosh. This is hilarious. This is probably our best episode intro. Welcome yet. to the ADD episode of <laughs> Podcast with No Squirrel. Let's go ride a bike. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? Speaking of bikes, uh, thank goodness... We've been having all that rain, and finally today we had a little bit of sunshine, so I was able to ride the motorcycle, so I win. Yep. Speaking of winning, one person who doesn't is Paul Verhoeven. For those of you, let me try that again, see? It's rubbing off. This is going to be a very tough episode to get through, by the way. For For those of you who don't know who that is, who is that? He is a famous, infamous, uh, notorious, well-known Hollywood director. Yeah. Uh, he's made one of your favorite movies, as is one of mine. Which and one? Robocop. Oh, that's... Yeah, okay, that's Paul right. Paul Verhoeven, yeah. Robocop. And probably the one that everybody knows for him to have made the worst movie is Starship Troopers. Yep. I mean... Does anybody out there in podcast land remember Starship Troopers? How many? They've made three of them. They did. I've only seen the first one because that's all I needed to see. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think it was on the Netflix, and so I figured, you know what? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. I'll watch all of them. I think the, the last time I saw it was with my dad, and I think this is around the same time that the movie actually was out. Yes. And uh, Which is a while ago. And I remember 
we're like, oh, it's you know, it's not the best movie. It's mm-hmm. all right. And then the very end, last line that um, Neil Patrick Harris said, the, the, if you haven't seen Dookie. the ending, there's I mean, a Dookie. like a doogie. Yeah, it's like a that like a giant worm, and he puts his hand on it, and everyone's quiet, and he's listening, and then he looks to the to everyone that's watching, and he goes. It's afraid, and they all started cheering and laughing, and I went, "Really?" Yes, it was. Uh, and and why did he? You know, because he was the one that had the little tele- telepathic mutant powers, yeah. in it, didn't he? Um, so I'm sure everybody loves to hate Starship Troopers. Yep. Uh, but there are a lot of facts about that film that people don't really know. Okay. And as because the source material, Starship Troopers by Robert Heinlein, is actually one of my favorite books. Okay. So I thought, boy, wouldn't it be fun? Because we did, uh, you know, we, we've taken the Wayback Machine a few times so far. Haven't we, we have. Um, one of the ones where you unfortunately were absent, I did a comparison episode with you were off having a wonderful, fun time with your wife and family. So. Right. No, so, but we said absent for some reason. Not that that word reminds me only of school. So, Chris, why were you absent? Yes, yes. Why were you absent? Because you were having fun elsewhere. Um, <laughs> that's me going through puberty, by the way. Oh, a day late and dollar short, eh? Yeah. Um, I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> nobody's perfect. So, what in that episode? I was comparing. Okay, like the book. Jurassic Park to the movie Jurassic Park. Right. And one of the ones I don't, I think I might have, I may have, I can't remember because it's been a wonderful fun uh, ride since then, is uh, Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. The source material is so vastly different than the movie. I mean, to the point of where the only thing that's similar is just the names. And that's it. That's basically so it. So what I hear is you want to reboot. And they're gonna. It's gonna happen. Yeah. It's in the works. Uh, it was slated for uh, this last year, but it keeps on getting pushed further and further back. I think because everybody's afraid of the reboot. Right. Because uh, of what uh, what the source material was all about. Um, Robert Heinlein was a very prolific scientific a science fiction writer, and he was. A patriot, almost to the point of nationalism. Dang. Um, but this book, Starship Troopers, actually talks about patriotism and how you know how war affects a nation. He wrote this book in the nineteen fifties. Good summer. It was. Yep. The nineteen fifties was a good summer. Yeah. Yeah. Had my first dance. Really. Peggy Carter. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Sorry, continue. (laughs) And so this book talks about uh, the more you read it, the more you get involved in with what's going on and why. And it brings brings the points of why, you know, patriotism and nationalism is, is important to a nation. And it focuses on the lives of the soldier, the main character, Johnny Rico, and how he basically grows up through, uh, a big global uh, and galactic war through the through the military, and you see it through his eyes, and you see the evolution of the government and the conflict. I mean, it's a phenomenal story, hmm. and uh, they thought, oh, let's 
make a movie of it, and they didn't. <laughs> uh, it was actually going to be uh, an actual. It was going to be an, a different movie. You know what I could see? Hmm. Netflix adapting this as a TV show. It would be. They basically tried once. It was called Space Above and Beyond. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't Netflix. But it was there was a TV show called Space Above and Beyond, and it was kind of along the same lines of Starship Troopers. It it came out around the same time, but because Starship Troopers didn't do very well, uh. neither did Space Above and Beyond. Um, but yes, I would love to see Netflix pick this up as a series. I think they could do it. It would be a good miniseries, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were going to make this movie, and they were so unsure of the, of the property rights that they had this whole movie filmed for the most part, and they still hadn't secured the rights to Heinlein's novel yet. So they were filming an entirely different movie because they wanted to make Starship Troopers, but they didn't, so they filmed all of these other scenes worried that they weren't going to get the rights. Damn. So they were going to make a movie regardless, and it was going to be called Bug Hunt at Outpost 9. That's a better title. Bug Hunt at Outpost 9. That's a way better title than Starship Troopers. Right. What does that even mean? (laughs) Yeah, Bug Hunt at Outpost 9. And then, all of a sudden, oh, we got the likeness rights. We're okay. We can make this movie. And so then they just added scenes to the stuff that they've already filmed. Gotcha. So it was already doomed from the beginning. Right. Why not wait for the rights to kick in and then make a proper movie? Well, just saying. Um, I'm sure that Warner Brothers and DC are probably suffering this exact same fate. Why? We have to get a movie out now, 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 now. Not true. Make of the money. It's all about them dollar bills, y'all. That's what Marvel is. <laughs> Scrooge McDucking and diving into a pool full of coins. Yes, because what did they do? They made sure they had a good story, mm-hmm. good cast, good chemistry, and then they released the movie. So... Once they, we, once they got the rights, finally, 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 let's adapt it into a movie. And they gave Paul Verhoeven the book. And you know what? This guy is such a moron, he read the first few chapters and said, I don't like it. Um, and so he made the movie based off of his knowledge of the first few chapters. Wow. That's the biggest part, is that, oh my gosh, this is despicable. Like... How? Wow, that's like, hey, Chris, we want you to direct a Batman movie. Uh, you only know up until uh, where his parents die? Ah, that's fine. I'll make the movie anyways. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's frustrating. So if, I was the, if the author was still alive, he would, he'd he be would, rolling in his bug grave. If, if, the, if, if Heinlein was still alive when they secured the rights to that movie, I think Paul Verhoeven would have ceased to exist. I, he probably would have been the cornerstone of a building somewhere. Well, but I wonder what the people that actually owned the rights before they sold it thought when they saw what happened to it. Probably, Abs- probably, probably just didn't care. They were like, oh, they, I got money, whatever. No, I think that they were just so upset that this whole movie changed. Basically, so everybody thinks of what they know of Starship Troopers based off of Paul Verhoeven's interpretation of the first few chapters of the book. Right, where it's completely different. So, so Paul Verhoeven has a history of being very anti-capitalist, very anti-Big Brother, mm. and, and that's how this book first starts out, is you are on the side of Big Brother, the big, the big government. Right. 
you're fighting for the big government. And throughout the rest of the book, he starts realizing, are we actually doing the right thing? Paul Verhoeven didn't care. So the movie is, we're on, we're, the good guys are the Nazis. He basically made the Nazis look like the good guys and filmed it as an anti-big government war movie, totally missing the point of the book. All right. So shame on Paul Verhoeven for that. Well, I hope he directs Batman next. Right. Um, and another, another problem that, uh, that Starship Troopers came across is that the main characters, uh, in order to appeal to everyone, the, uh, Paul Verhoeven wanted it to be, again, a propaganda film. So what did he do? He hired good-looking people that weren't actors. <laughs> See, that's where Casper Van Dien. He was Casper Van Dien is the only exception to that. Right, he's it's, not bad. He was but... a soap opera star already, and you know, so he had experience. the look, right, and the experience of and acting, the, and the. Ex- I mean, it's for a, the most part. I mean, it's okay to hire people like that, but if they, you know, they have to, they have to act, you know, be able to act. So then. So he got, uh, so he got people like Denise Richards, yeah, and you know people that just, and she still can't act. No, um, and that Bon Foom film was perfect proof of that. So he just made sure that they all looked like the perfect Aryan race. You know th- that imagery. That's what he wanted was right. just that perfect chiseled look, sculpted everything, just so that they would be, you know, just the forefront of. And uh, the other thing is, you know, a lot of movies mm-hmm. like this, like uh, what was I trying to think of, the source material, uh, where the creator, you know, kind of lost the vision of it because you know it wasn't in his hands. A good example of that is Spawn. Yes. Todd McFarlane created Spawn after he left Marvel, and he was a. A producer in the first movie, and the movie was okay. I mean, for the time it was out, it was decent. Bad graphics, but now he finally is taking reins, and he wrote the script himself. Yeah. He's producing it. He's directing it. He's casting who he wants. And on when it's something like that, when it's the creator of the project, and they're casting their own, you know, there's nothing but win. Even if the movie's not good, right. at least you're you pay homage to the source material. Absolutely, you do. Because he cast Jimmy Fox. As really Al Simmons, which cool. is perfect. But that's what I mean. I mean, it doesn't matter as long as it pays homage to the source material. It's it's a positive. I would say it, it pays homage, or it has to at least stay true to the source material. But right. you can still have somewhat of your own interpretation to it. Like look at Marvel. They don't they don't pay like perfect attention to the uh, source material. They'll adapt from it, but they don't stray so far from it where you don't recognize who is who and what is what. Yes. It, it's it's just one of those things is where pay attention. I feel like the underlying <laughs> the underlying theme in this episode is DC pay attention. Yes, DC pay attention. Uh, learn from the mistakes of yourself. Oh, and uh, Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> all those that are following yes. us, <laughs> I need you to all tweet uh, DC and uh, and just just do hashtag pay attention. <laughs> Thank you. It's, yes, must, must, must. So there, you know, that's why Starship Troopers, uh, and then 
just everything else about it. I mean, people were confused, like, what is this movie about? And, oh my gosh, and all oh, the bugs, the bugs were actually leftovers from Jurassic Park. What do you mean? Uh, pieces that they, the animatronics and special effects oh, person was that. going to use for other dinosaurs that they didn't. The special effects team for Starship Troopers pieced them together to make the arachnids. That's actually kind of cool. It is kind of cool. That's kind of cool. You know, there are, but that has nothing to do with... Oh, and, and also with the bugs and Paul Verhoeven, you know, he was the stand-in for the actors for all the bugs. Huh. So whenever they had to fight against a CGI version of the bug... It was him. It was him. And you know what he did? To make, he, would, he would stand in front of the actor and go... And he would use a broomstick... With it, where they'd have to look at for their point of reference, right? So you'd hold it. So they have to look him. up at it. Yes. Hold on, I'm curious. I want to see what else he's directed or what he's directing now. So let's go to all filmography. Well, you you know that he did the original uh, RoboCop, right? Which is a great movie. Hollow Man did. wasn't bad. And that bad one, Showgirls. So Showgirls. Basing Instinct actually wasn't that bad. Total Recall was awesome. Yes. So he's done. He's done some good movies. He's done some good ones, but then, but see. Robocop. I don't ever recall it being a book. Yeah, me either. Um, or Total Recall was a book. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this one is where he just had to make a statement, and that was Starship Troopers, is where I don't like what's going on in the first 30 pages of this 250-page book. Yeah, that's weird. So I'm going to just chuck the novel and make it my own self. He was also a... Uh... A dancer at the dis- at a disco scene in the first RoboCop. <laughs> How funny! Um, it was also an interesting thing about Starship Troopers. It was going to be NC seventeen. That's weird. No, it's not. I mean, he loves to have those. Oh, those, that shower the scene. shower shower scenes and just you know the gratuitous. See the thing about nudity in movies. If the only way I think it would work is if it like. If it helps the story, if it's something involving the story, if it's just a random like, I just want a shower scene. I mean, you know what I mean? It just makes no sense. Let's just put it in there. Yeah. Yeah. The other one was remember when uh, uh, there's a scene in there. I know you remember, but for the, anybody who hasn't seen it or can't remember, when the uh, the brain bug goes and pales the guy through the skull to uh, oh, where yeah, he's yeah. thinking. That was actually that scene was cut short. Why? So you... it was going to be much longer and. Gurkle, gurkle, you know, just like glug, 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 instead oh. of like, and he's done. Right. It was going to be the whole thing, it was going to be like minutes longer. So they cut that to keep the violence down. Huh. Uh, there were scenes in there where, um, you know, we, we watched the bugs cut people in half or bite their arm off. There was going to be a scene where they, uh, basically the bugs drew and quartered some of the soldiers, you know, just like tearing them apart limb by limb Dang. by limb. So he wanted it just to be just absolute gratuitous in every sense of the word hmm. with, the, you know, the shower scene and the violence. He just wanted it. And they're like, this isn't going to get past the board. Yeah, because they have to, once they get something together, mm-hmm. they have to view it in front of the censors. Yes. And they're the ones that say, okay, you need to drop these, this dialogue, yeah. you have to blah, blah, blah. Yep. It was crazy. I mean, it just... Um, fun thing also is the novel, written in the 50s, was the first novel to use power suit armor. Oh, that's cool. And you know who's made that real famous? Iron Man. Well, yes. Oh, okay, sorry. In the other uh, was... Uh, Elon Musk. 
<laughs> Please. Pretty much. That's Iron Man. It's the same thing. Yes. Um, or uh, Master Chief from Halo. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. Because that was basically uh, his idea was jumpsuit armor. So they would actually launch them as individual armor suits from the spaceship into battle. Mm. And... Uh, Which is... We're getting that in 2020. That'd be awesome. So... And the other thing is, even though he picked all the pretty people for the actors, they were still too old compared to the source material. Because that's what Heinlein was trying to do, is a coming-of-age story through this right. horrible time. It's like a draft, essentially. Yes. And so the main characters were supposed to be uh, 18, 17, 18-year-old kids. See, that would have changed the story completely. Like this, Yeah, that would have been great. Just cast young, so talented... We, so we see these 30-year-olds wow. acting like, oh, we just graduated from some... Level of it's like how education. It's like the movie Scream. They're supposed to be in high school, but you could tell they're clearly like in their late thirties. <laughs> yes, late thirties. Um, the other thing is that a lot of the characters are bastardizations or just horrible amalgamations of the of what the source material. Source material, like Casper uh, Van Dien's dad. Yeah. Initially, he was that that character in the book. You know, I hate this. Why are you going off to war? How dare you? Why don't you be a postal worker like a good civil servant? Then you can vote. Um, remember when, uh, in the movie, uh, remember when Rico gets his new sergeant? Yeah. Guess who it was? In the book, it was his dad. His dad realized his son was right, joined up, and ended up becoming... See, it's those little tiny pieces that make the story awesome. Yes. And so... It's just so frustrating to have to know the source material. That what could have been and what could have been got. an incredible movie, one that was anti-war but wow. still patriotic, and just you know, very in-depth and thought-provoking, and yet we get this travesty that the combat bug scenes were fun. But that was That's it. it. There's that was no it. there's no actual like meat and potatoes. No. And, and that was because they were filming a bug hunt movie, a space movie of people just killing and hunting bugs. Oh, is it bug hunt? Bug at... hunted outpost nine. <laughs> so then then they secure the source material rights oh, and man. associate it. And Paul Verhoeven says, Well, I don't I can't read this. This has words in it. And throws it away. Where are the pictures? <laughs> Even thought bubbles, you know, the little word bubbles are probably too much right. for Paul Verhoeven. Um and now, knowing that my the way that I talk about Starship Troopers and the movie, I hope you can also you Chris can understand my feelings towards the Born. No, no, I get it. It's it's the same thing as they just did. They only paid lip service to the source material. No, I get it. It's just different. I mean, because it's like I've never read the books. I want to see right. the movie. So if I went back and read the books, it's just it's just the same thing. Now, now the the difference between the Bourne books and the Bourne movies and the Starship Troopers and the Starship Trooper movie is that in an, in and of them by themselves, the Bourne movies are good. Right. The the action scenes that those movies. The Bourne are movies are good. Freaking sweet. It's, if, if you pretend that they they have no source material. They are darn good spy movies. Right, just good action movies. They are good action movies, but. And Starship Troopers is not. It's, if you it has pre- one or two little scenes. <laughs> yeah, the so, opening credits and the end credits. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know how you said he wanted just crazy gore and violence? Yes. A good example of where that works, just the first one, okay. the very first Saw, because it works with that story. Their story was yes. a good twist, and the 
how gory it was, it made sense for who the main killer was. So it actually made sense for that to be gory. Yes. Well, and plus, it, it was also making the point of you were the one enacting upon the gore. Right. Because you had to make that choice. Right. Just Ooh. the first one. Yeah, the first one. The was- second one wasn't bad, but just the first one. It was just a really neat... It, I, I don't consider the first Saw a horror movie. It was a good, like, thriller. It was a suspenseful yes. thriller. And but then, that was a good example. That's just one example of, of where gore actually worked. And then the, then the rest of them were, to me, was, it, was, it was just like the, the special effects in the prop departments were having, you know, having right. trouble with... Uh, the first Saw was directed by James Wan, who's doing Aquaman. Very cool. And he's doing, uh, oh my gosh, he's doing something else that I'm super stoked about. I forgot what it is. I got to look it up. But anyways. Yeah, so I just wanted to bring to people's attention, you know, just some of the interesting things about Starship Troopers mm-hmm. and the differences. Uh, the novel in itself is just phenomenal. I can't say enough good things about it, even though it was written in, it was written in the 1950s. You know, it, the interesting thing is that... Uh, the Earth and book. The Earth, they're actually the invading colonists. Interesting. Yes. Which is why Heinlein uses, you know, look at us, we are invading. We're we're the good guys. We're expanding. We're colonizing. And yet and and in the beginning you think, hey, this is a good idea. But by the by the end of the book you realize, you know, it's still we could have totally handled that differently. Hmm. So it's just, yeah. So so don't just read the first thirty pages of a two hundred and fifty page source material book and say I hate this so much I'm going to make a movie of it. You know I'm going to do that. I'm going to read it and be like, no, I can't read this. Where are the words? <laughs> yeah. So Starship Troopers, it's in development. So yeah, their production status, they out there still getting it figured out. I was just curious to see yeah. where the status of the reboot is. And yeah, it's... but everything that I have read about it is the the people who want to do it want to actually make the novel. That's good. And it's it's going to be so much darker. I mean, because, you know, here's the... It, think of, you know, Vietnam and outer space. Yeah, pretty much. It would be basically what it is. Just is, get a good director. Yes. Cast young kids. You know, uh, you know who I would envision... Cast me. To, you Ooh. know who I would envision to be the perfect age for the main character? Who? Tom Holland. It needs to be a kid about Spider-Man's yeah. age. He, um, another actor I really like uh, he's a little bit older now but he's I think he's almost 30 is Logan Lerman Fury yeah I like him a lot yeah but anyway oh you know speaking of uh, of the Spider-Man Venom is coming out October 5th everyone right yes um, I think what we should do is um when we go see Venom, yes, I want to film us th- that day going to it, and then afterwards, kind of like a video review, and then we'll do a podcast on it. And you know what? I am so excited because for the second time of my life, I get to actually bust out my Venom T-shirt. Nice. I need to get one. I need to get one in because preparation. Because I, I, I wore it for Spider-Man Three, and then I went in hiding. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's on Netflix. I know it is. It's sad. Um, don't watch it. I mean, watch it. I already did. Yeah, I did too. I regret don't, it. Don't tell anyone. Um, but if you, have you guys have you guys seen Starship Troopers? Yes. Um, I, if you if you you did, I'm sorry. And if you didn't, go watch it. <laughs> yes, just watch it. Let us know what you think. And also, if any of you have actually read the book, 
I would, we would, podcast with no name would, would like to know what you thought of the book and how it compared to the movie. Um, now, given that uh, Verhoeven's made a couple of stinkers, Starship Troopers and Showgirls. Sounds like, it sounds like one movie right there. Starship Showgirls. Showgirls Troopers. <laughs> Show, uh, the, uh, yes, the Star Showgirls Ship Troopers. Yeah. Gosh. But, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a whole other movie. That's a whole other episode. Yes, it could be. But now we're stuck, aren't we? I was, no, you know, I, oh. in my mind, I was thinking, I was trying to think of a joke about in space, you know, no one can hear you scream. And I was trying to think of in space, no one can hear you dance. Or in space, no one can hear you. I was trying to think of a good pun, but I couldn't. And then you oh, stopped the, talking, and I was like, oh, oh no, I'm, 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 dead I'm, air, dead air. I'm yeah, outside dead of my body. Air. Go back in. Go back in. <laughs> well, so read or watch Starship Troopers. Let us know what you think of either. And uh, see if you can find uh, reasons to hate or love it. Yes. Yes. Well, guys, thanks for listening. If thanks this is your again. first time listening, you can find us on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes, and iTunes and Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. and uh, we just appreciate all the love and support that you guys have been yes. showing us. And please share, like, and subscribe. Until next week. Thanks for thanks. tuning in. And instead of saying they're afraid, I'm holding my hands to the computer where the listeners are and going, they're subscribing. They're subscribing. <laughs> Thank you, Doogie Doogie Dooker Hauser. Done. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, that's all right. What? <laughs> I'm just serious. Yeah, I know Kidding. you're serious. Kidding. You date it. I'm proud of you. You yeah, did it. So that was...